When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, that happened. Ohio State 23, Indiana 3. Tim May, the 40-year vet, Andy Backstrom. I'm Spencer Holbrook. This is a rapid reaction presented by Byers Auto. Game one in the books for the Buckeyes. Um, it happened. It was a game. Yep. Um, not the prettiest game for Ohio State. <coughs> it, was, uh, it was quick. Rocky. It was quick. Um, Kyle McCord was up and down. The offense in general was very down at times and a little up at times, enough to, to squeak out a win, get out of here with a victory. A road win in the Big Ten nonetheless. Yep. Uh, but now I'm going to send it over to the 40-year vet, Tim May. Tim, opening reaction, the rapid reaction presented yep. by Byers Auto to I'll, this game. I'll try to make it rapid. Uh, number one, the defense based on the way it left the field in that last game you got to see them play against Georgia. This defense basically had control of the game with the exception of a couple of times. And, uh, Indiana ekes out a field goal, and Denzel Burke and uh, uh, and the other defensive guys, Josh Proctor, were talking about how it was disappointing because they wanted the shutout. Yeah. And uh, so that's a good sign. But the way they took a stranglehold on Indiana just right off the bat, throwing the speed option at them, run the option a lot, they hadn't really even prepared for that. But you saw a more mature, older defense react on the fly. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought that was encouraging. And number two, Cal McCord, yeah. Started a little bit inconsistent, erratically. I thought the second half, especially a couple of drives, he calmed down pretty well. A couple of play calls I didn't like, or or maybe not giving him the option to look somewhere else, because it looked like a couple of times he forced some throws when there were people wide open, which tells you he was running the play yeah. instead of scanning the field. That may have been his orders. Past that, you know, it's always going to be a learn on the go kind of situation for. Cal McCord and or Devin Brown. Yeah, Sonny Styles flashed early and often there in the first half. Uh, the defense just carried through the entire way. So Buc did Josh Proctor. Yeah, Josh Proctor was good. The Buckeyes went nearly three full quarters without giving up 100 yards of offense. That, that's damn good, uh, especially for an offense that was pretty wonky. It gave Indiana a few more plays than it probably would have liked, uh, considering that the offense was in and out of the game. Andy, just opening thoughts from this one. Absolutely. Excellent defensive performance, but we do need to keep in mind this is an Indiana team that doesn't have its quarterback. It's waiting on Dexter Williams to get back. And I, they didn't really have a plan at quarterback, no. it seemed like. They were just kind of alternating between the two of them, Taven Jackson and Brendan Soresby, and neither of them really ever found a rhythm. So that offensive line, too, for Indiana needs a lot of work. Ohio State's offensive line also needs some work. Yeah. And that's something that was talked about post-game. The expectation is to run for 250, throw for 300, score 50 points. That didn't happen today. The offensive line was a bit part of it. We talked about it a lot offseason. We felt like it was ready to go. It was to a certain degree, but not fully there. And I think that was something that kind of came away from this game thinking because, yeah, Kyle McCord played pretty well, all things considered. But I do think that offensive line didn't really help this running game get going like it was supposed to today. I want to tell you something. Uh, Indiana did help itself in the transfer portal. They got 23 guys from the transfer portal. For example, that Andre Carter kid, uh, yeah. they gave Ohio State a lot of problems. And they were sh shooting guys, as in firing a guy from, from the secondary or the linebacker realm a lot, almost like they knew the plays a few times, whether there were tip-offs there 
whatever. But I mean, it was so inconsistent for Ohio State, even in the running game. We saw Travion Henderson have a sort of a great start and then bam, run into a wall on one play in particular. But then, you know, you saw, you saw uh, uh, Mayan Williams chop come in to score uh, what? Two touchdowns. Two. Two touchdowns. But Chip Trainum, in my opinion, I gave him the offensive player of the game because I thought he gave them a lift from the running standpoint uh, when they really needed it the most. Yeah, and he played fullback too. Chip yeah. Trainum, well, fullback. Yeah, but he was, a, yeah, he was supposed to be a receiver on that play too, uh, of the one play that got knocked down, and that was Cal McCord's interception. Yeah, uh, I have made a note, and this will go at lettermanroad.com. You'll be able to find this. Cal McCord's best throw. I'm officially chalking up as the wheel route to Mayan Williams on fourth down. Oh, um, he had to put it in the chest. Yeah. Mayan was well covered. Yeah. That was a dot, as the kids say. Uh, Mayan Williams caught it, gets the first down. I think the Buckeyes score a touchdown there. No, so, like, they, they, they just kick a field goal. Kicking a field goal. Regardless, irregardless, regardless, and irregardless. But here's, here's an example. Then on the, either the next player play after that, Marvin Harrison. They line up. They line up basically with two tights and, you know, basically a full house looking look on the offensive line. Marvin Harrison's out man to man, 25 yards from the end of the line of scrimmage with one cornerback on him, and instead they throw, or I think they ran the ball on that particular play. I'm just going, you know, you got to have the freedom when you're a quarterback to, if you see that, you got Marvin Harrison man to man on anybody, right? Yeah, I mean. That, that's, what the, that's what they were lacking today was that. Well, this is the first time starting quarterback, and I don't care what you say about the Akron game. Yes, in the stat book he started that game, he had 319 yards. This is his first start. That was a spot start for C.J. Stroud. No one yeah. expected him to come in and take C.J. Stroud's job. This was different. This was go out there, manage the offense. He is the starting quarterback, and I'm confident in saying that because Devin Brown played three plays that weren't in garbage time, and it was handoff, handoff, quarterback power that went nowhere. So, like, you you should probably could have gotten him in the game more, and we can talk about that on the Monday after, which we're definitely going to a lot because the quarterbacks need to be a big topic of conversation. But, like, the fact that Kyle McCord played so much and they had let him ride the ups and ride the downs and yep. – and get through this game until garbage time tells me they wanted their solid guy in there, or not their solid Here's guy, the but they, they wanted yeah. they wanted him to work through those things. The guy and that's you, important. The guy you felt best about played the lion's share of the plays and more at quarterback. That's obvious now, yes. you know, because this was a Big Ten opener on the road. Yes, this was a game, as Ryan Day said many times, that people just went in one ear out the other. The main thing here was to get the W. You knew it. You knew from experience uh, it was not going to be pretty most of the time, uh, and it wasn't. Uh, defensively, I thought it was extremely pretty, but offensively, they've always you almost always struggle with a first-time starting quarterback. So that that's where Ryan Day, I think, kind of kind of like made that point. But what makes the true point is the stats. Ryan was making sure Andy to say, hey. I'm allowed to smile about the defense. Yeah. As uh, yep. as disappointed, I think, is the correct word, as he was in the offense and just the clunkiness, the overall, like, hey, what is exactly going on out there? He was fired up about that defense in that post-game press conference room. Yeah, absolutely, and it was at all three levels. I felt like they all were flying to the ball from the start of the game. Tim even mentioned that, and I felt the same way. Right from the get-go, we saw that Josh Proctor hit, and he said, you know, just having something like that, starting a free safety after the season he had last year, yeah. really just gets you up and gets everyone else up. And I think that was really evident that everyone, and there was another play where Steel Chambers had a tackle, and then Tommy Eichenberg came flying in to help to set up another fourth down and force another Indiana punt. I just felt like this defense was firing all cylinders again. It was not the greatest Indiana offense, but a 
you hold a team to three points in the Big Ten, yeah. that's a victory for this defense. And, yeah. and uh, I guess to just go over back to the offense one second, I, I do want to say that, like, Kyle McCord in that third quarter was as surgical as you would want your quarterback to be. Yeah. Six of eight, 101 yards. He would have had that touchdown had there not been the illegal touching for Marvin Harrison Jr. And I think we need to mention Cade Stover because he was, I believe, so the, the leading receiver today, five catches and 98 yards. That one play really pushed him over the right, top. Right, but too. he had, that was a <clears throat> catch and run for 49 yards. He almost broke it loose for a touchdown. Yeah. And he looked great. Uh, as a receiver out there and I think for a first year starting quarterback a tight end can be your best friend over the middle of the field we saw in that first drive Kyle hit not only Kate Stover but also G Scott for a crucial conversion yeah. and I think that we'll see the tight ends at least in the early stages quite a bit with Kyle over the middle of the field. Can I make a point too I mean I, I agree with what you said about the Mayan Williams the, the little wheel route to Mayan Williams for that first down going toward that goal line uh, three I saw three really good passes from Kyle McCord today. One of them was that one. One was the one to Cade Stover, where he just fit it right in there. And then the one to Julian Fleming, where he also fit it in there. Fleming, what, bounces off a hit and goes another, what, 10, 15 yards. Yep. Uh, those were all three big-time throws. And the touchdown throw, like you said, that Marvin Harrison Jr. was right on the button. It just it got called back because Marvin Harrison Jr., you know, Ryan Day wants to see on video whether, in fact, he did step out on his own or get knocked out. I'm interested. It doesn't matter now. It's a moot point. But the bottom line is that was a that was a really nice throw. Like I said, I thought Cal McCord had a couple of really nice drives in the second half. But it's the, the full picture we're talking about. Yeah, I'd expect to see both of these quarterbacks next week. Since They're playing State. Youngstown State. Yeah, yeah. You'll see quite a bit of Devin Brown and quite a bit of Cal McCord. That's one man's opinion. Um, Andy... We talked a lot, and I hate to keep saying on the offense, but like the defense, great job, guys. Great job. The offensive line, man. Like, saw early on Carson Hinsman struggled to keep his feet. He's getting pushed back a little bit. I thought he shored himself up there through the second half. Those tackles, it was an okay day for Josh Fryer, I thought. I think, jo jo wow. Josh Simmons should probably stay off social media for the night. Just think it was a little bit of a tough day for him. Um, but there's room for improvement. You see why Ohio State likes him so much, but then you also see why the offensive line was a concern. And I think that's okay in the first game of the season. You've got two more to shore that up before you go on the road to Notre Dame. This offensive line, I think it's going to see some things it likes, some things it doesn't like on this uh, on the film study. But also, Indiana was just firing extra guys oh, yeah. through yeah. holes yeah. untouched when I don't think a lot of defenses are going to be able to do that to Ohio State moving forward. Yeah, isn't, that so, what we, isn't that what we expected, though? Right. So yeah, why not? Three I new mean, starters. Exactly. And, and so just as Ryan Day needs to go back to the tape, I think we do too as well because there's points of that. We're, we're looking at the offensive line. We're like, okay, well, what's going wrong? Because this, this rushing offense started off really well, and then it just came to a grinding halt. And I think, as, as we've mentioned, there were times where Aaron Casey, the linebacker, for Indiana would just shoot through the gap and it was no one's blocking assignment. Now, maybe that's Carson Hinsman that needs to point that out before the play starts, but there's a lot of things that I think you need to go back and look at before just assigning all the blame. Yeah, and what you can look at, I mean, it's you really are risking when you when you blitz to stop the run. Right. Because if you if you guess wrong or if you have the wrong, the wrong gap, it, it can gash you. You know, I thought they guessed right several times today. Guessing may not be the right term, called it correctly, you know. It helped that Matt uh, Guerreri, the, the, the uh, current uh, Indiana defensive co-coordinator, but also uh, uh, calling the plays, it, you know, that he was at Ohio State last year. You could tell, 
quite a few times that he was at Ohio State last year as an understudy, a quality, not quality control, whatever he was, mm -hmm. you know, analyst for uh, under Jim Knowles and stuff and his work with Jim Knowles before. But the bottom line is it looked like he knew Ohio State's offensive kind of like ideas uh, was paying attention last year when they watched video. <clears throat> but with that said, you know, there were a couple of times when things could have gone all the way, like you said, if one guy had been picked up. Instead, you know, you're punting. Well, and here's the question, I guess, with the game plan then, because they could have probably come out throwing the ball more than they did, because once they let really air out, they were having success against this Indiana defense. And I think that if you're looking back at the game, maybe they needed to do that a little bit earlier rather than being so, I don't I will say yeah. it, like stubborn, to set the tone on the ground. Like, Almost I know you want to do that. Yeah, you, you want to do that week one. I get it, especially with this offensive line, build momentum, but it wasn't working. Yeah. Maybe if you move away from that a little bit earlier in the first half, you're looking at a different game in the second half. And I was, so in my head a little bit, I was starting to think as Ryan Day continued to bring up the 2021 team and how they should have ran the ball more, they should have ran the ball more under CJ. This offense by nature passes to set up the run. Whether Ryan Day wants to admit it or not, like everyone has to respect the receiver so much that you, you have to loosen it up by passing and make them respect those receivers to run the ball. And that's not the way Ohio State wants it to work, but with the receiving talent they have, that's how it works. And I was a little curious whether Ryan Day would almost get in his own head about, we need to run the ball to set up the pass. We need to run the ball to help our quarterbacks out. When in reality, like you said, like once they let Kyle McCord kind of go and, and throw the ball more, it loosened everything up. Yeah. And so you wonder if they would have done it in the first quarter if this had a different result of this game. Because once they did loosen it up, it was very, very apparent that Ohio State was definitely not going to lose this game. It was never in jeopardy, really. I never really had the feel of an upset. Yeah. But also, like, at 10-3 to and 13-3, to you're still like, ah, I don't know. And then you see 20-3, to and it's like, yeah, this, this is a blowout. It just doesn't look like one because this offense has been, like you said, a little little stubborn with the running game. Yeah. And there were, there were at least four plays – going over in my head that if C.J. Stroud had been a quarterback, seasoned veteran, clear to read yeah. what's going on instead of forcing things, you know, you know, throw to where we, we we're, you know, we'll do that as we go on, meaning, uh, you know, let's don't, let's don't uh, muddy this up too much. They would have probably, well, you still got to complete the pass, right? Yeah. But there were chances for big-time touchdowns today, a couple, couple of three big-time plays, which, for example, Marvin Harrison Jr. broke right up the seam here on a, on a pass that uh, that uh, Kyle threw to the sideline and was double teamed, contest, contested incomplete. And I'm telling you, it's like Marvin Harrison Jr., they didn't even know who he was on that particular play. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. He broke so wide open. I don't think this defense did a whole big number on taking Marvin Harrison Jr. out of the game. I thought that was more Ohio State that did that. Agreed? Yeah. And I think, you know, Maybe Monday the assignment will be to fit, to pick C.J. Stroud's debut in 21 or Kyle McCord's debut in 23 because they feel a lot similar. Yes, they really have. do. They feel really similar. Like Kyle struggled in the first half, so did C.J. Watch that film. Like he struggled in that first half. He had the 70-yard touchdown to Travion, but all he did was drop the ball off and watch the freshman go. Uh, Kyle really struggled in the first half. I thought at times. Uh, picking up things and calling things out. He did make a couple adjustments I was impressed with. Second half, settled down, and then go from there. CJ's second game against Oregon, he had 400 yards passing. I'm not saying Kyle's going to have 400 yards passing next week, but I would expect to see, once you see yourself on film and you're not just watching CJ out there, mm -hmm. you're probably going to take a pretty big step forward in week two yeah. when you feel more comfortable, hey, this is this is my offense So now. one time he really did wing it, though. He paid the ultimate price, which was a pick. Yeah, and you're going to have that. Uh, CJ did it, too. Right, exactly. So... That's why you are as conservative as possible with quarterbacks, as y'all well know. 
in a season opening situation. I mean, you you just get out of, out with the W. It wasn't pretty by any stretch, and I think the Ohio State defense helped make it not pretty because they didn't let the other team really dance much. Closing thought. Speaking of dancing, uh, Hero Canoe had a sack, and JT Tuimola said, "Well, yeah, he had the sack, but he didn't know what to do to celebrate." <laughs> but so that was a nice moment for Hero Canoe, uh, one of those young guys in that on defensive line making an impact. And then one of the older yeah. guys was Jaden McKenzie, who also had a sack for that defensive line. We saw a lot of things up front there. We saw JT across from Caden Curry. We saw Jack Sawyer with Kenyatta Jackson. There was a lot of interesting combinations I felt like today and other unsung heroes uh, Josh Proctor we mentioned already yeah. had a pretty good day for himself getting to start there free safety we're a little bit unsure about that too, don't you? corners had a great day yeah. Davidson Ipkinosin uh, was called for targeting on the first series but that, that flag was picked up and he had a solid day I felt like almost had an interception actually at one point Denzel Burke had a couple breakups Jordan Hancock had a breakup Sonny Styles was in there on a few plays I felt like that defensive backfield lived up to the hype this offseason again they will be tested more um, not not next week, but maybe the week after against Western Kentucky. Are you kidding me? Western Kentucky's already throwing passes against Ohio State, right. and it's still two weeks away. You know, you made a good point, but we kept talking about this in the in the pregame, and we talked about it during the game. Clearly, Larry Johnson, or the defensive coaches, but Larry Johnson in particular, was keeping guys as fresh as possible, uh, and that included my call. Sometimes too fresh. You know, and you know, and that's your that is your complaint about it. You know, we'll we'll see how it goes, but the main thing you don't. You don't want to waste Mike Hall, you know, give up all Mike Hall's got in a game like this where it's 93 degrees feel like on the field and stuff. I'm just saying I know what Larry Johnson and yes. them were thinking, but you got to, you got to see Jaden McKenzie make some plays. And you also got to see Mike Hall finally plant somebody in that fourth quarter. It was quite the hit coming out, just coming free and stuff. So uh, there's more to come from this defense. That's what uh, Denzel Burke was talking about. He's not leaving here super happy because they didn't get the shutout, and maybe they gave up a few plays. But that's a good sign when your defense plays that well and they're not happy. The best part, Tim, I believe a philosopher, I think it was Meyer, who once said, the best part of being 1-0 is the chance, the chance to, to go 2-0. Yeah. The Buckeyes are 1-0. Uh, now go back to the horseshoe for the first time since the Michigan game. That's going to be an interesting homecoming for them because it's Youngstown State. It's a noon game. It's going to be hot. Hopefully fans show up. Because uh, like, remember the Akron game a couple years ago, Tim? It was like 75,000 people there. Come go to the game next week, guys. It's the first game, first home game. You should be there. Ohio State 1-0 uh, on this 2023 regular season. Letterman Row about to ship back east to Columbus, Ohio, the greatest city on earth. Until then, we'll be here at this stadium and in the hotel covering this team like we do 365 days a year at LettermanRow.com. Tim May is going to have a story on the defense. Andy, what are you writing about? There's a lot of stuff. Probably the rushing offense grinding to a halt. The offensive line needs work, but overall, a good day for the Buckeyes. Don't you agree it was a hit or miss day for the rushing offense, though? I mean, because like I said, they guessed really well on some occasions, but Chip Trainum delivered, what, 53 yards. Uh, Mayan Williams, you know, came around yeah. the corner for one touchdown. But they won 250. And, hey. and ground his way. <laughs> That's why he's going to write about it. We're going to oh. talk about it on Monday, too. Oh, yeah. It was good yeah. and bad, but they yeah. won 250. A little, little preview for the folks. He's going right. to write about the I'm defense. I'm sorry, I misunderstood. He's <laughs> gonna write I've about been the, up a long time today. He's going to take the defense, get, get that covered. He's going to take the rushing offense. I'll have a good story about Josh Proctor. Hopefully a good story. I'm not going to toot my own horn. About Josh Proctor and his kind of 
coming back out party. Uh, good for him for getting the start and playing well. Uh, I'll also talk about Kyle McCord's best throw. We might try to start telling you guys what we're going to write about, so you have something to look forward to at lettermonroe.com. If you're not subscribed there, you can get that for 50% off right now for an entire year. $50 for a year, that's less than a dollar a week, as the 40-year vet over here likes to say. Or you can just take $1, spend, spend it for one month at lettermonroe.com. You won't regret it, and I guarantee you'll sign up after the $1 up because it's we're doing it all. We're trying to cover the Buckeyes the best we can. It's 40-year vet Tim May, Andy Baxter, Matt Parker on the recruiting side. Photos. He's getting ready to, to run a photo photo gallery, easy for me to say, uh, at lettermanroad.com. It's all there. That's all you need. So if you come out, you won't regret it. If you come to Columbus next week, you won't regret it. Make sure you go to the Ohio State game next week. Come on, fill the horseshoe. Well, are you getting part of the ticket cut? I mean, what's No, I like, a, I like a full horseshoe. Okay. Full horseshoe's fun. I'm with you. A full horseshoe is a fun horseshoe, you horseshoe Tim. horseshoe turned like this. Until next Saturday, we'll be covering the Buckeyes at LettermanRoad.com. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Smash the subscribe underneath, and we'll see you back in the horseshoe on Monday for the Monday after Ohio State 23, Indiana 3. For now, this is the Rapid Reaction presented by Byers Auto. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.